Welcome to the Dallas Space Innovators Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Louder. Innovation comes in so many forms in so many different ways. We believe this entire Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex is covered with people innovating. We designed this podcast to highlight the innovative things those business leaders, entrepreneurs, creators, problem solvers, the real innovators are doing day in, day out. As always, this show is brought to you by my company, Louderco. We find companies' profits through artificial intelligence and better operations. Like when we helped a massive Fortune 500 company build out their AI strategy to create breakthrough new food and beverage categories. Or when we redesigned the operations of a $100 million services company to add $10 million in net profit to their bottom line. To learn more about us, head to our website, louderco.com. Be sure to download free guides and presentations like our Intro to Artificial Intelligence presentation, or see if your company's even ready for AI through our AI readiness assessment tool. We're about to get the show started. If you like what you hear, it would mean a lot to us if you subscribed and left us a review. And now, enjoy our guests and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Dallas Space Innovator Show. I'm your host, Andrew Louder. I'm extremely excited about our guest today. Uh, I've gotten to know Michael Holmes here over the last uh, year or so through Provisors, a networking organization we're part of. And as I've gotten to know Michael, he's uh, a man of many interests and a lot of business hats. So I'm extremely excited to welcome him on the show. But before I do, let me tell you a little bit about him. So. Michael Holmes started Platinum Intelligence Data Solutions back on September 11th of 2001. And is currently the founder and CEO. He was in the Air Force for six years before he went to college getting his degrees in geography and mathematics. Michael then received his executive MBA from Babson in 2017. He started his career working in the legal industry in 1996, so he's seen the massive growth of litigation matters from paper to the digital age we currently are in today. Platinum IDS focuses on e-discovery, project management, hosting, really on several platforms, writing software, and analog paper-based services. They have worked on several of the largest law lawsuits across the country with most of the largest law firms, corporations, and government agencies. Michael, I'm excited that you're on the show. Thanks for making the time. My pleasure. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here and honored. Yeah, I usually turn it over to our guests at this point to just give a, a one to two minute bio. Tell us about yourself, some high level accomplishments, and we'll dig in from there. Um, wow, I don't even know where to know where to begin on that. But um, <clears throat> yeah, like from the day reading, you were born to start there. Yeah, that's 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 a long time ago. Starting my my business career as an entrepreneur um, 21 plus years ago, um, you know, before that, growing up, um, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, didn't know how to do it. Didn't know what I wanted to do. So um, after getting out of the military, the Air Force, went to college, started at um, Southwest Texas. Now it's Texas State. Moved over to transferred to North Texas. Um, I had the ability to um, go to a mini um, semester in Sheffield, England, studying British literature, coming back to North Texas. I got asked to 
do research over in Ghana, Africa. So I went to three different universities over there uh, studying medical and economic geography and sociology research. Came back, um, got my degrees in geography and mathematics, graduated in 1997. So in the meantime, right before I graduated, my twin brother um, was working in this industry that I'm in right now. And he was, I was like, you're selling copies? I didn't understand, you know, because you think about making copies as just a couple pages here and there um, or a hundred pages. And I was like, wait, wait, how much are you making? Um, <clears throat> and you're dealing with lawsuits? And I was always fascinated with law. So I went down, uh, I was, I went down and hung out with him for the day. And I was just fascinated because high pace, um, just really, meeting a lot of great people you know it's kind of kind of the thing where you want to be successful so birds of a feather flock together so you want to right. be successful those are the people that you kind of have to hang out with are people that are successful um and really just enjoyed myself and i interviewed the well the managing partner interviewed me and gave me a, a job and so i kind of started right the last year of being in college um working three days four days a week and really loved it. <clears throat> and at that time, um, it was all paper-based. So we would go and just pick up boxes of documents and recreate them. And um, I really enjoyed it. But problem was, uh, I guess, I don't know if, if this counts or not, being a Virgo, I'm very anal about how things, customer service and how things exactly the, the outcomes are. And so um, I moved into a different position um, I went to a different firm, and they promised me the world and didn't, um, I guess, it, I wasn't satisfied with the outcome, so I went to another firm, um, and then I was like, man, the digital age is coming. This is when emails were starting back in the early 90s. <clears throat> so then I moved over to um, a company that was helping small to mid-sized companies with their IT uh, outsourcing and got a, ha a handle on that. And then I was like, you know, I started selling all across the country and um, utilizing all the project managers. And so one of the crazy things was that they take, they took my commission away. They're like, we, we, you need to focus on Dallas instead of national accounts. I'm like, well, that's what you wanted me to. So working in the, um, for other people wasn't, I guess, satisfying for me. I really wanted to work for myself. And so um, I started Platinum in, on 9-11, which, you know, we put our business plan together. We're like, okay, let's, we're going to start on the 11th uh, because the 10th was a Monday and I was on the board for Addison Rotary Club. And that's when our big um, fundraiser was for, for Brian House. And people always ask me, did you mean to start your business on 9-11? I was like, yes, because you have to have a business plan. So we started and we are off to the races. That's awesome. So I think we'll dig in as we talk further here, Michael, because you're, my understanding is your business has evolved quite a bit to where <clears throat> nowadays you're leveraging artificial intelligence um, yeah. for a number of your solutions, right? Well, that's a great question. Um, how we're utilizing AI. Um, I think kind of a little small backstory is um, when we started down the road, 
um, in platinum. We're just an analog side. And so I saw the writing on the wall that we need to get into the digital age. So we started then buying scanners and scanning the documents. And then like our clients started providing us, hey, can you print this, these, you know, I have a CD or um, of data. So we had to like um, find out how to print that data. So we had to purchase a software called ZPrint that would convert the digital data that we received from our clients into a PDF so we could print. Um, and then I'm like, well, hey, there has to be something out there that we can get away from printing all this stuff. And so there's a couple companies that are out there that are, um, I guess they're they're for the legal industry. So yeah. Concordance or Summation are the the software, and they were the the pioneers of the digital age for uh, the the legal industry. So we started using. Um, one of those software packages and we started producing it to where we would they had to we had to create load files so they could download the data that we scanned into those systems so then we're like okay then we had to get into forensic collections and this is when a gig of data we were charging about twenty five hundred dollars per gig just to produce now mm -hmm. it's basically almost nothing so you can see the evolution of where we came from and where, where we are today, because now Moore's Law says after so many, almost 20 years, that the computer speed has gotten so much faster, uh, twice as small, so we can produce um, and process data so much faster than we, than we could back, in the, back 20 years ago. Um, 20 years right. ago, you could get a gig probably in a day. Now we can do a terabyte in about 20, 30 minutes. So you can see the evolution of one gig to a right. thousand gigs. So then we started writing our own software uh, for the e-discovery space. And with the, in the e-discovery space, we're like, man, we can make a better mousetrap than that. Well, we started going down that road and our biggest hangup was OCR because mm. some documents didn't have text.txt, uh, um, which we associate uh, when you do a control F for finding, you know, words or phrases or characters in documents, if though the, those documents don't have that, we have to OCR. So yeah. we created the best, fastest, most accurate OCR engine in the world. So what takes your computer about 20 pages a minute, we can do uh, 20,000 pages a minute. <clears throat> and it's super amazing accurate we can even pick up handwriting which is great um so that's amazing if um if the if your document is skewed if the word goes from one line dash to another one normal ocr doesn't pick it up ours does um so we have we put that in our pdf modular into google marketplace we're putting all of our other stacks in there as well um the ai we created with the OCR, with all of our other stacks, um, makes it uh, available for our clients, especially we're going in different verticals than just legal. So we're going into medical um, and also regulatory agencies, right? Like banks um, yeah. or hedge funds. So the 
<clears throat> when you're talking about, I guess what I'm talking about for the medical, so you have PHI, personal health identification or information. Yep. So we can put the data through our, our software that we created and identify documents that have PHI or documents that have PII in them. So that's really, when you have lawsuits, a mass majority of the process or the, where the money goes to is having attorneys review for those privileges. Now we can automate it. <clears throat> and we've got it to, um, to where now um, we can throw it through our OCR process, throw it through the PII or PHI, and take that data that it finds in the fields that you are requiring and automatically populate that those fields. So you no longer have to send your data to India or Sri Lanka or even here uh, locally for coding. And the coding is from, to, subject matter, date created, author, so on and so forth, um, that it takes a person manually doing that. Our software basically pulls that data that you want and populates those fields. Amazing. <clears throat> That's amazing. So, Michael, when, as this evolution has occurred, you know, maybe please describe OCR, right? And how now perhaps the speed has positioned you in a space that can really impact your clients in a positive <coughs> way, you know, with an artificial intelligence. I mean, I, I know a few companies that are reluctant to move into it. Like, what was it about the technology that, that really caught your eye? I think that uh, my team that we have, uh, my CTO, one of my business partners, um, and um, the team that he's hired and trained, um, really, is, we have data scientists on, on staff. Um, we use technology instead of people. So we're able to use those technologies instead of people so you have a higher accuracy and also the speed goes up exponentially. Yeah. Um, and so normal day-to-day -day operations, software sits either behind your firewall or on a SaaS model, right, in the cloud. And it's only using what you are, um, what you have available that you've purchased, right, or you're leasing. Mm -hmm. So we've gotten together with Google, and so we use cloud technology and um, data or uh, computer distribution um, at, its, at its finest. So we have one node that's, that sits there that we're paying on a, on a 24 seven basis. But when we use our software, the software that we created wakes up and looks at what we're trying to accomplish and goes, oh, this is the type of data that you have. This is the volume. These are the, these are the, what, you know, systems that you want to use, right? We want to process this data. We want to OCR. Uh, <clears throat> we want to translate. We want to capture PII, PHI. We want to create PDFs out of this. So basically what it does is it creates a, a data center inside of Google's. So it'll go up to 100 nodes, to 1,000 nodes, to 10,000 nodes, to 100,000 nodes, even a million wow. nodes and build a data center out in two to three minutes. And then it starts assigning um, data to those nodes. And as those nodes are 
completing it. So as it's streaming up, it's working. And as it's finishing uploading, basically it's finished with its process. So those nodes will basically turn off or basically delete themselves. So that way our footprint, um, we don't have to have a huge data center um, <clears throat> that we're paying millions and millions of dollars a month for. So I'll give you an example. Um, yeah. When you walk into a room, a dark room, you need to see, you turn up the light switch on. You're paying for the electricity. Right. That's kind of how we want to do it, right? We want to, we want to only be charged for the machines that we're using when they're on. And then when you walk out of that room, you turn the light switch off. So it no longer charges you electricity. So that's how we've created our programs and our software. To, so it basically um, <clears throat> creates these databases, creates the nodes, and as it's finished, they basically disappear. And so we're no That's longer amazing. charged. Yeah, so we, we're no longer charged for, you know, millions of dollars of, of servers just sitting there on the bench. We only we only get charged for when we're using them. That's fantastic. I'll bet your clients love that. Well, yes, and we do too, because that <laughs> we can lower our yeah. price down dramatically and increase speeds um, to the to the tenth degree faster than any of our, our competitors out there. Incredible. Um, and what, what fascinates me is how it uh, it's a business that I think clearly has been around for quite some time. And I think of paper as just so antiquated. You know, I operate personally off my my MacBook and my iPad. If somebody hands me a piece of paper, I take a picture of it and I it scans to my phone. I no longer need to carry it around, right? And yep. so these businesses that have all this paper are making this digital, um, this move to digital, right? And you guys are solving that problem. Uh, it, it's something that, frankly, in getting to know you is, has opened my eyes as something that's highly necessary, uh, especially as we're making this transition. And the fact that you're leveraging AI to get it done in such a fast way is just, um, it's amazing. So kudos to you. Oh, thanks. Well, I will tell you the databases that we're using now help our clients. When you, you know, you talk about the finding the needle in the haystack, right? I'll give you an example. Yeah. So we talk about uh, the same concept in the digital age of finding the digital needles in the digital haystack. So we use AI, we use two different software packages. One is Brainspace and one is NextLP. Yeah. In these uh, in this database that we're using, which is called Reveal, Reveal has purchased both of those software packages and is incorporated both into their platform. So we can get a high level of efficiencies in looking at that data of going, okay, here's let's say it's a million documents. Um, I'm looking for all the documents, and let's say sentiments, right? Positive, neutral, or negative. Most people in a lawsuit aren't looking for the positive things, they're looking for the negatives. Right. So we can literally throw it through our AI processes. We've created um, <clears throat> these filters um, and saying, okay, we can, not just the negative, but also kind of like pressure. Um, and the pressure is say, someone saying, oh my gosh, we're gonna be in ma major trouble for this, or 
I hope no one catches this. Um, right. I think that we we're not going to make enough. We we won't make enough revenue, so I think we might have to go bankrupt. I mean, that's all pressure. That's all negative sentiments, right? Oh yeah. So we can go through millions of documents in split seconds and and basically carve out that data extremely fast. That way, let's say it goes from a million down to three hundred documents. That's more manageable for our clients to to review than it is a million documents. Because the average attorney can go through 250 to 300 documents a day. Yep. So Amazing. they basically cut down that time what it's gonna cost their clients to review. That's a, yeah, that's that's a huge ROI for them. Yep. Um, and, and more importantly, you know, you can look at, there's other techniques that we can look at it on how documents are talking to each other, how documents, or how people are talking to each other, but more importantly, like, are there duplicates? Are there near duplicates um, using these AI technology? Um, we can look for for HR, right? Is there sexual harassment? Are there photographs? You know, when you're sometimes when you're logging in um, into a new software, it gives you like there's a picture, but it's put into six or nine different you know blocks, and it says find the sidewalk, and you have to click. Right. Yep. So same technology that we have, you we can go through, you know, hundreds of thousands of photographs and say, hey, find pipelines, find a stop sign, find a building, um, yeah. you know, stuff like that. And and we can use that the technology to really going, hey, here's where we think that those images are on, in these photographs. It's a, it's astounding, and I think what your team's doing there is phenomenal. Um, uh, one thing I want to switch gears to move us toward here, Michael, is, you know, sometimes this, these two words coupled together might be frowned upon, but I'd say as I've gotten to know you, you're a serial entrepreneur, right? <laughs> yes. And I'm going to put you on the spot here because <clears throat> when we chatted uh, maybe a month or two ago, I, my jaw dropped when you start going down the list of businesses that you're involved with. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to make you start from the top and just lay out all the different businesses that you're, you're open to sharing with a listening sure. audience here. Sure. So uh, we're, we've been talking about platinum intelligent data solutions. Yep. Uh, that's the litigation support. Talk a little bit about Cullable. That's my big data data company. Um, I have a company down in Mexico uh, called Yab, Y-A-A-B. It's a snack company. Um, I purchased over 20% of the business uh, three and a half years ago. It's doing quite well right now. Um, it's all natural dehydrated fruits. Um, we're in all major airports and um, convenience stores across Mexico. Wow. Um, I got into oil and gas out in West Texas. Um, <clears throat> I, I helped to start an EB-5 company. Um, gosh, that was back in 2015. Um, mm -hmm. We raised um, tens of millions of dollars. We have, um, we helped to buy and build multiple um, buildings. We I saw the writing on the wall, especially when Congress and the Senate was complaining about EB-5 and people coming in. 
So I transitioned and I sold that to another company. Um, I retain um, a certain percentage of ownership of that. And now we own six major hotels across the country. Um, yeah, COVID really put a big damper on it. Um, we're just now coming out um, of being in the red and starting to make money again on those okay. properties. Wow. Um, <clears throat> I, I also went in and helped um, I put in a significant amount of money into a company called Bology, um, which is amazing. Uh, it's a it's an app company that helps kids being better at sports. And right now, <clears throat> the solution that we're um, offering for the, these kids is basketball. So we have right around six hundred thousand kids on this app. Um, so when you think about it, um, if you're a big sports person, you know, like your favorite team, your favorite person on that team, some, some people go like, Hey, I know where this person went to middle school. I went, they went to high school. They went to college. Now they're in the pros. I know all their stats. Well, what happens when they're practicing? The stats aren't really captured. So we, we created, yeah biology to capture all that information um, <clears throat> plus we layered on top of a coaching application so a coach can assign his the team members because everyone has their own position i want you to practice this today when you go home or i want you to practice this i want you to practice this um, and or you if you want you can check out what you the practice that you want to create or practice yourself and so it tells you, it shows you a two-dimensional and also a video of what that practice is. And when you're doing it, did you make this point? Did you not? Did you make it? Did you not? <clears throat> so basic, and so basically, it can tell you how your, um, basic, you know, when you're looking at your cohort, um, your team, or the <clears throat> the place that your you know your teams are playing. So the cities, the state across the nation, and we're in 11 countries right now as well. So you can see how you're ranking across the board with wow, everybody. That's cool. So th- we also put in a social media portion of it too. So you can like other people, you can follow other people, they can follow you or like you. Um, think of Facebook, right? You can post up videos, you can post up photographs, you can comment on other people. Um, other players on their stats and stuff. Then we got into uh, the National Scholarship Association, so we got them on board. Um, now we have a um, an SBA test where these kids can take it's a hundred point test, so they can see how they're ranking more to get scholarships. Um, <clears throat> we just recently brought on this year all these. Um, individuals, these, and I'll say guys, right? And it's guys and women um, who are associated with the National um, Middle School Association, the High School Association, um, all these nonprofits, they're on our board now too. So we're pushing this, um, after we penetrated, now we're radiating out. So we have like Nancy Lieberman as somebody else, I'm sure you've heard of her. Um, She's on our board too. Um, Yeah, women's basketball legend. Yeah, she's she's amazing. I know her personally, um, and it, she, she just gives us major kudos for doing this. 
So not just doing the basketball, now we're working on hockey, golf, 28 other different sports because the back end is completed. Now we're working on the front end for different sports. And so we're white labeling, labeling it with a couple other um, <clears throat> uh, games, sporting games out there. So they can use our technology um, and we'll do a revenue share with them as well. So um, we're seeing great success. We're in our B round right now, trying to raise more money to do the other uh, sports as well. Fantastic. Yeah, I uh, just went onto the app store and there there it is. It looks amazing. Highly download rated it. too. Yeah, download Very it. highly rated. Congrats. I will. Thanks. There we go. <laughs> Are you finished going through your list? Well, I've I've also um, I have a really small uh, consulting company that we go out and <clears throat> have contracts and helping other companies out. Um, so we'll raise money for them, but also I'll bring in big corporations to facilitate that that money raise, so we can get bigger contracts. So one is in the healthcare, and it's um, I helped them get um, with some other people that I know in Washington, um, CPT codes and V codes, so doctors can prescribe these units. So the doctors can do telehealth with them. So it monitors their what they're doing inside of their homes and businesses. So cool. um, there's a high and low. So let's say there's um, you know, your heart monitoring, uh, blood pressure, fobs, um, plates that will tell you, hey, you have diabetes and you're probably going to have sores on the bottom of your feet. You better start going to your doctor. So the doctors have all of this information streaming into the software on a high-low basis so they can go, hey, um, it pings them so they can basically reach out to the patient and have a telehealth video right there. So let's say a Zoom call um, with them saying, what's going on? How are you feeling? You know, I see that your vital yeah. signs are up or below on the marks that we wanted you to be at. Um, let me put you in touch and I want to schedule you to it with a specialist. I need you to go there as quickly as possible or by next week. That way it's to keep, and it's more for elderly people or really, you know, people that have underlying conditions. Um, out of the ER, so it's 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 going to be a way for um, all of us to reduce healthcare uh, cost dramatically. Right. And then I have another um, company that we're closing in on um, solidifying. So I'll I'll kind of keep that okay. kind of kind of short arm right now. The next time you're on the show, you tell us more about it. How about that? Sure, I would love to. So, Michael, how do you manage all of this? Okay, I think <clears throat> I, I'd be fascinated to spend a day just following you around, maybe a week just following you around. Um, how, how are you able to juggle all this? Um, it's called my my uh, my calendar. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I I put everything calendar in, my, do it. in my calendar, and I have to make this meeting. I have to call this person, my CRM. Um, you know, I'm using digital um, tools to, yeah. to help on my time. 
And, you know, I think the, the biggest point is not being in the business, but helping to work on the business and hiring the right people in the, in the right seats. That, I think that's the key. Um, also, where you don't have to be there 24-7, understanding right. what's going on. It's more of a, hey, I'm, I'm checking in with you. Hey, let's have a meeting. Hey, let's have a conversation. Let's go to lunch. Let's go to happy hour. Um, let's go to breakfast. And, um, you know, I think any uh, successful entrepreneur understands after a certain time period, it's not what you do in the business, it's how you work on the business and having the right people um, in the seats. So I, I have a really good friend. <clears throat> she, um, she's a publisher. And the crazy thing was I was having a conversation with her one day and I said, yeah, it's like being an entrepreneur. It's like, I call it um, my theory of uh, the hats. And she's like, what's that? Yeah. Like, well, when you're an entrepreneur and you start your business, you basically are wearing all the hats. And they're all different styles and colors and all that other stuff. And uh, when you hire someone, you take what, that hat off that you hire for and you put it on their head. Well, if it's too big, um, the problem is, is that can they grow into it quick enough? Do they have the ability to grow into it? So sometimes if you give it the hat away and it's too small for someone, are they in the right spot? Will they do a, a yeah. good enough job for you? So it's, you know, my theory is having the hat that fits almost just right, but just loose enough where they can grow into that position. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But, you know, when you start handing hats out, the problem is, is that they no longer talk to each other. So now you have to have meetings. So yeah. that's, and that way the hats can get together and they can all talk. And then they go out and execute on what you talked about. Yeah, I she's love like, that you, visualization. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, you need to write a book about this. I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's not, I, I don't, that's something that's not on my to-do list is to be an author. Do you think you could get a whole like uh, 300 page book out of this, out of that idea? I, I, I think it could be definitely a series, yeah, you know, on how to be an entrepreneur, how to start your business and then how to manage your business. And then, um, you know, how to hang up your hat or give it to somebody else oh, yeah. to That's manage, right? Yeah. And then you can just wear a sweatband and go out and play, you know? You, you <clears> can <throat> wear like a, a Hawaiian uh, fedora hat or something while you're... There you go. Yeah, straw hat. There you go. Well, yeah. well, Michael, how about this? Let's move into the lightning round. Sure. Dig a little bit more on the personal side of things. Some of these will be quick answers. Others, we could probably dig into it. But first one I'll, I'll hit you with here is you know, who or what would you say has been your, your biggest influence? Wow. <clears throat> um, I think being in uh, EO, Entrepreneurs Organization, um, yep. in my forum, um, having multiple forums, many different individuals in um I kind of said earlier, um, birds of a feather flock together. Branding yourself with other great um, entrepreneurs is super important. Um, yeah. When you are in your forum, um, you talk about three things. One, um, your family. Two, your personal. Three, your business. And we talk about the 5%. So if you look at a statistical 
you know, analysis, <clears throat> you know, you're looking at um, the plus or minus error ratios, right? And it could be three to 5%. Well, that's what you talk to your forum about. What is keeping you up at night? Um, and what's your bi biggest success? Because the failures are what you think you're going through. Other people have gone through that and they can give you great advice what to do or what they did to get out of that or what they did. And like, it's not that big of a deal, man. You just got to deal with it or your successes because sometimes you talk about your successes and people go like, oh, you're bragging. So who, right. who are those people that you can talk to that won't look at you and going like, oh, just shut up, man, your success. And I don't want to hear it. Right. And then they start, um, you know, I, I think that more people want to hear about your failures, right? Your dirty laundry. Um, and then the average, you know, person who's not the entrepreneur don't want, don't want to really hear about your successes unless they're seeking it out. Right. If you, you come across like as brass or, you know, like showing off, um, so it's it's both ways, right? Your plus and minuses. Yeah, and I'll, I'll add to it too. I mean, there's a lot of people that maybe don't want to cheer, you know, are, are kind of cynical of all those successes because they don't realize how many failures it took to get to that. Right? <clears throat> yeah. You mentioned grit earlier. I mean, it, it truly means that. And so as an entrepreneur, when you do succeed, I, I really believe you've got to celebrate that or else you'll probably go nuts, right? Yeah. Well, I'll give you another uh, way to think about it. Think about uh, professional teams. So think about Tom Brady. He's won how many Super Bowls right. and how many people can't stand him? Yeah. <laughs> right? You know, they, right. they call him the GOAT because he's won so many. Yeah. And now most people that are on fans of different teams only want to see him fail instead right. of seeing his success. So, you know, it's the same thing with people that aren't on your team that don't know you very well or your competitors, they want to see you fail yep. so they can, so they can succeed. Um, right. So, you know, having a forum, um, having people that I surround myself with um, most people, some of my best friends um, mm -hmm. are people that I'm in this organization with. That's awesome. Cause, cause they've been there, they've done it. They've seen um, success and they've seen failure. You know, and, and I, I can't remember who said it, but um, failure is only a mindset. It's because you can do one more thing. To, that's that's when you, failure is because you quit. You didn't push through to see it through the end. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a learning, right? Right. Yeah. It's awesome. So, Michael, what would you say is your coffee drink of choice? My coffee drink of choice? Coffee? Coffee. With coffee with cream? <laughs> it's not a, <clears throat> a slim caramel macchiato with a whatever. No, no. no I'm, I love cooking, and so I'm not a gadget guy. So I love coffee with half and half, two cups in the morning. That's all I need. Um, I'm After that, if I have a cup of coffee after 11 o'clock, I won't sleep the that night yeah yeah same way i know if i if i make myself do one after one o'clock p.m i know i'm well, i know what i'm signing myself up for that night yep yeah 
I'm Are already happy enough about, as it is. So yeah. How about your adult drink of choice? Um, man, I love alcohol. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's delicious. No, um, it's nutrition. I, so I love red wine. Um, I also like, um, bourbon and Coke. I like scotch. Yeah. Um, I've recently started drinking cosmopolitans on, on the rocks. They're delicious Your too. In the choice, summertime. Yeah. I know everyone looks at me. They're like, I'm like, Hey, I like pink. So sorry. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I, I think that having one or two cocktails is not a bad thing. Um, just don't overdo it. Yeah, I'm with you. Are you a morning person or a night person? Yes. Both. I'm both. Yeah. Um, I'm, I love getting out. Uh, I wake up at five 30 in the morning. Most, most days, um, uh, to do jujitsu or do spin class. Um, if it's nice outside and it's light, I love cycling. That's kind of like my passion. Um, but at night, um, love going out, doing things. And then I'm like, Oh, I hit my 1030 spot. I need to start winding down and go to bed. There you go. What do you look forward to the most each weekend? Um, hanging out with my daughters or riding my road bike or my mountain bike or, um, getting on my Harley and taking a nice couple hours ride. All fun things. And then working. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> Last one here, and then we'll we'll get you off the hot seat. What what do you wish you had known when you started your career? Like what's something if you could tell your younger self something, what, what would that be? <clears throat> um to also get my degree in business. I think it's super okay. important. I think I've been trying to tell my I've been not trying, I've been telling my daughters this for a long time. Yeah. Um that I don't care where you go, what you get your degree in, if I'm helping to pay for it or paying for it, you also have to get your business degree as well. Um, and they're like, why do I like want that? that? <clears throat> I'm like, okay, do you want to be told what to do or do you want to tell people what to do? Right. So ma management is super important. This is the way the building blocks work on how you get ahead um, that I see. Now, it's not for yeah. everybody. Um, I completely understand that. Um, yep. but of course you want what's better for your kids than what you learned. Right. And that's why I got my executive MBA, um, several years ago is because I wanted to learn more about business to be a better business leader. Yeah. So I think that having that knowledge earlier would have helped me be, um, a, a faster, successful entrepreneur than I, that I am today. That's good advice. Well, Michael, you're off the hot seat. Nice. Before we close out <clears throat> and share with us, how do how does a potential customer or client get a hold of you? Where do they get started? <clears throat> um, they can go to platinumids.com. Um, would be great. That, that's our website. Um, they can go to LinkedIn, Michael S. Holmes, and, um, <clears throat> and find me there. Um, so those are kind of like the best spots. Yeah. Um, and if, you know, I, I have clients all across the country that use us. Um, we are now, we just wrapped up yesterday. You're going to start seeing some uh, commercials about us. 
Um, we're going to, we're going to start spreading that over through LinkedIn and other, uh, browsers and stuff. I don't think that TV is our, the, the proper place to put this, but it will, um, but over social media will be, um, cause yeah, there's a right. lot of attorneys out there and a lot of GCs and a lot of CEOs. Um, so you'll, you'll see it, uh, soon. Awesome. Very cool. Well, Michael, thanks again for making the time for to be on the show today. It's been My a pleasure. wonderful conversation. Hey, Angie, thank you so much for your friendship in asking me. Um, you know, I think that doing things like this is super important. Um, it just shows that um, <clears throat> you're a great person to facilitate this. And thank you for your thank time. You. Uh, it's always a pleasure, Michael. And I'm looking forward to continuing to get to know you as we move through ProVisors together. Thank you, sir. Thank you all so much for listening to the Dallas-based Innovator Show. I'm Andrew Louder, signing out. That's our show for today. We hope you took away something valuable. Be sure to visit LouderCo at louderco.com for more. Thank you again, and stay tuned for more from Dallas-based innovators.